Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Hey guys, Josh and I talk a lot about random stuff when we're not on recording and we thought, you know what? What's a way to give back to the patrons that might actually be worthy content rather than just uh, you know a sticker or... Let's record it! Yeah, let's just record it. So Josh <laughs> and I are just going to talk about whatever, and this is going to be going up for patrons only, a dollar or more. So uh, Josh, what are you about to say? You're about to say something. Uh, okay, so I've been playing Banner Saga 2. Do you know anything about that series? You were playing that years and years ago. At I tried house. to. I bought it. Yeah. I think I bought it around then. I think I was playing it, but I was like, it's one of those things where I just was playing too many other games, and I was like, ah, I better wait on this. The super good tactile turn-based combat, especially if you're a D&D fan. It's a lot of fun. But what I was also going to say, speaking of that, uh, I started playing Boulder's Gate, dude. Like, this old PC game on my Xbox. Yeah, Boulder's and Gate. And yeah. it is, dude, it is so it is so dated. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But uh, there is this specific dialogue, dude, this moment I ran across this guy, and it killed me. As I'm traveling with my new companions, I get to the edge of the cliff. There's this guy that's there, and he's telling me, he's like, "Don't come any closer. Uh, I'm gonna jump. I'm just, I'm gonna jump straight off this cliff." And uh, (laughs) one of the dialogue options was, "By all means, jump if you mind, or jump if you must. More air for the rest of us." It is hilarious considering this is like a '90s game. Seeing all these dialogue options, that's a game I'd like to play. Yeah, I think it's like. I mean, it's a classic Bioware game. Yeah. It's like very some of the dialogue and stuff is very like nineties fantasy, but other parts are like really surprising at the same time. It's I've been recently playing cool. Ocarina of Time again. Oh yeah, I'm on sixty four? No, on my three DS. I say it like I sound like that one dude just uh and from Final Fantasy Seven Remake who's got the chocobos. Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Oh man, such a good game. Hey, uh, okay, let's we got uh Jordan Shipley here sent this. I haven't even read it yet because it's a big wall of text. You ready? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Okay, Jordan says When you guys launched the podcast, Halo Infinite was due to come out within the year. The TV show was set to release as well. Then COVID hit and delayed everything longer than any of us could have imagined, leaving you guys in a tough spot coming up with topics for the pod and Twitter. Yet, here you guys are still pumping out material and topics on Twitter. For me, you guys are my fuel and keeping up the Halo hype. What is it taking to keep your Halo hype in overdrive? Hi- oh, dude, that's hyperdrive, cool. he said. Wow, that's awesome. Really nice compliment. Yeah, do you want to answer uh, there's that There's a lot to say there, Josh. Yeah, you go ahead, Brian. Want me to. Oh, you go ahead, man. Oh, where to begin? Okay, yeah, so... Thanks, Jordan, man. When we, yeah, when we started... Here's a couple things. This is actually a really good question, because a couple things we didn't know. So, 
Uh, let me start off by saying this. Josh and I started the podcast because we had an overwhelming amount of love and nostalgia for Halo. It had nothing to do with Infinite coming out. We just like, it was actually right after Halo 3's um, anniversary. We were like, man, love Halo. Let's talk about Halo. And so we started talking about it. And we did figure that a benefit to starting the podcast when we did was that within a year, we'd have a new game. We'd have Infinite. You know, there'd be all this build up, all this hype. It'd be really easy to come up with stuff to talk about. Um, something I didn't realize when we started is that, because Josh and I weren't in the like Twitterverse really, so... Um, we actually jumped in right after all that Halo Outpost Discovery hype had happened. So yeah, I, I think I think we actually had like it was kind of like the perfect storm because I think we actually had the all this Halo hype and all this generated like love for Halo from Outpost Discovery and all these new people coming on the Twitter and talking about that. That when we popped up, people were in the mood to like talk about Halo, consume Halo. Halo Infinite was only a year out. And I think we actually rode that Outpost Discovery hype into success, but we didn't know that. And we weren't at Outpost Discovery. We weren't starting it because of Outpost Discovery. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, then we got into the next year. And on one hand, Josh and I actually have like unlimited amount of Halo conversations to have. Like we've thought up far more ideas than we've used, but um, we do get in like moments that I think all content creators get probably where it's like, I don't feel like talking about Halo and COVID definitely. Cause you mentioned COVID like that definitely was a point that uh, hit us pretty hard. We didn't record for three weeks, I think, I think because right. I think it was we were just like, it was like, Oh man, like this pandemic's just kind of sucking all the fun out of something simple, like talking about a video game. And we didn't really want to do that. So that was a hard spot for us. But I kind of want to bring us to where we've been the last few months, because that's actually been the hardest part of the podcast for Josh and I ever has been probably roughly November, December, January. Mm -hmm. um, because a couple things. One, Halo Infinite didn't come out. It got delayed another year. Two, um, we just kind of wanted to talk about other things. We kind of just were more interested in other things at the moment. You know, we've been talking about Halo for a year. And then we also started this uh, retrospective with Alex, which we've loved doing and we're so glad we're doing. But because of that, We've had so much of our actual Halo conversation being this structured retrospective for months rather than Josh and I just shooting the shit talking about Halo for fun. So a mixture of wanting to talk about other things, the game being delayed, and having too much structure has actually made it pretty hard for us to keep the Halo hype going. Um, but at the same time, the caveat to that is having the structure with Alex has given us this really good like pathway to continue keeping the Halo content coming out, even though our interests have shifted more to like cyberpunk and Star Wars and all these other things. But yeah. I know for me personally, I'm starting to come back around a little bit into the Halo mood, still not nearly as much. But uh, I think it's just such a part of our our like blood, I guess you could say, Halo that, yeah. <laughs> that we, we can always talk about it. Josh, what do you have to add to that? Uh, yeah, well, especially this stuff with Alex, this has been so much of a blessing because there was a point... Um, when we did the Halo MCC retrospective where it was just completely different than how we had done any episode up, up to that point. It was like our fifth episode, so we weren't far yeah. in. But um, at the time of recording it, Brian wasn't sure he was like feeling it as much. And he, he totally did, but at, just for a moment, he wasn't, he wasn't sure because we were still kind of finding our way into like how we were doing things and how we wanted to do things and all this type of stuff. 
And uh, it's cool now to kind of uh, take what I've done, what we both have done with that in Halo 5's retrospective that we did later on, and now do this very expansive um, extended edition version of a retrospective and uh, get, have Alex on there has, has been uh, a really cool time because, yeah, I haven't personally really been into Halo 2 too much because... I mean, it's not just because there's not stuff there. Because, like Brian said, I feel like I can we can talk about anything. There's so many years of being a Halo fan. I can I can myself just pull anything out of that I want to talk about. But uh, it's it's helped it's helped keep me in that sphere, and it's uh, just given me another reason to Go, really invest more. Going in off what you said, Josh, kind of tying back to that first MCC retrospective we did, which was like fourth or fifth episode. Um, like an hour into recording that episode, I told Josh, like we went off air and I was like, Josh, I'm not feeling this, you know, whatever. And I think part of why I wasn't feeling it at the moment was because we were doing, we were like, it's structured. Than, it was structured. It, it was too structured. Like, cause what we realized the hard, the hard way kind of, and it's funny that Jordan is actually the one Jordan who sent that question and is actually the one person who said to us like, Hey, I, I don't really care for this thing. I think you guys should move away from that. Um, is Josh and I started the podcast just talking, like just being friends, talking about Halo, and that's what we do. But then as we got more listeners, we thought, okay, we probably need to cover the new info, the new information, the bullet points of Halo Waypoint stuff. And even with that retrospective, the MCC retrospective, it started off with Josh kind of being like, you know, here's this thing that happened. How'd that make you feel? Here's this thing that happened. And it kind of got less organic. And then eventually we did an episode like 10 episodes later after that, which was like that again. And then Jordan reached out to us and was like, I kind of like it when you guys just talk about Halo and just kind of be Oh, I know what you're talking about. I remember remember what it was specifically. It wasn't the Halo 5 retrospective, but yes. Yeah, so it was like, uh, you know, so we just kind of figured out that, no, people just want to, like, when you're in that Halo hype mood and you want to listen to a Halo podcast, you just want to hear people be passionate about the same thing as you. Well, it's good. It was good to have that, too, because it definitely helped. I mean... For you guys listening to this, like the more we've done this stuff, the more you guys give us feedback. It really helps us kind of like narrow down um, how to sort of do this because, I mean, Bron and I have no real preference as long as we're just getting together and shooting the shit. I mean, that's really what this is about. So there's no like there's no there's nothing you guys could really say that's going to make us feel like we're not. It's it's going to make it less fun to do. So it's good to kind of get a sort of preference of where you guys were at and then kind of fit how we navigate our conversations uh, within that. And it's flattering to think that, I mean, it is. they prefer to hear us just talk as friends about yeah. stuff we like rather than like, because, I mean, it's, it's a tough spot because if you get like real mainstream people who are tr- want to find a Halo podcast, it might be beneficial for us to tell them that this new skin is coming to Halo MCC on the third. Yeah. But for most of us, we already knew that and just want to hear people talk about Halo. And definitely. And, and with the Alex stuff, I mean, it's helped me get to know him so much more personally. Brian kind of knew him a bit more and I've really gotten to like socialize with him and get to know him. And it's just... That's really cool for me as someone who like, has terrible anxiety at times, just getting to to have some of the guests on that we've had and, and talk to these people. And having Alex on consistently is just like, the dude is so damn cool. Uh, I can talk about him till the sun goes down. Uh, you'll, but, you'll like this question, Josh, because it's something different. Well, I was going to finish first. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Uh, I was going to say uh, just my perspective on this pretty much before Brian said, but like lately, you know, I haven't been as much in the Halo mood. You know, uh, you guys see on Twitter, I do. I'm just constantly watching movies and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not going to go anywhere for one with COVID, and I'd like to just completely blame it on COVID. But the truth of the matter is, is I'm an introvert, so I don't like to go out. That stuff is fun for me. And, um, you know, I've, I've been so much more focused on that stuff. And uh, 
it's fun you know it's tricky we're always sort of navigating how we want to do things and go about things and you know it's you guys have been you guys have been super great uh, just in handling that as brian and i try to you know sometimes we figure out things and we shuffle the deck a bit and how we're maybe doing the the show and the structure and stuff like that and i think we're at a really good place now where we well excuse me i think we're at a very good place now where we feel just sort of comfortable to talk about halo when we want to and 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 not talk about it when we uh don't want to um you guys have just been supportive of it and it's it's a reassuring feeling because you don't you know what i guess the best way i can put it guys is like you don't feel like you're uh you don't feel like you're having to force yourself to do anything which ends up you know when you do that it kind of makes you like love the thing less so we're definitely in that position of not having to do that as much now because not that we were before but uh, when it, when that COVID stuff hit, it was just a weird time because things were so scary. It's like amidst all this stuff going on, the last thing you can think about talking about is a video game. You know, just when you when this is so new. So I gotta, yeah, I but, gotta say too, the man, the patron support has been insane because like we've actually yeah. it's only went up and people have maintained supporting us. So we've only got new people. So like it's never it's just like we we get about ninety ninety dollars a month is what the patron gives. Yeah. Which, Somebody may think that seems like nothing, but that's actually huge to us, and that's really, uh, that's really cool. hella huge, man. Yeah, that is amazing. Like, that's amazing to think you're that speaking with your money, saying we like you and you we want to pay to hear you more. Basically, that's yeah, like ninety bucks a month. Like that's what is that? I never thought over, people the, would want to listen to me, man. That is that's very over a thousand dollars a year for the Sacred Icon podcast, dude. That's insane. That's that's really special. When you put it that way. I really appreciate that. So uh, Jordan also asked. He said, "What kind of game would you like to see made in the Lord of the Rings universe?" Ooh. Go ahead, Josh. I feel like we already kind of we can both pretty much agree on this, even if it's a little bit different. Uh, Witcher three, Lord yep. of the Rings for me. Done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but to go into detail, uh, Witcher three quality, quality a little, game, a little fellowship. Man, uh, Jordan, they had this game. I don't know if you remember this dude, but it was way back. They had uh, it was Lord of the Rings: The White Council. Brian, you remember when that was a thing? I uh, wanted that the, game so bad. Yep. There for those Brennan Rosetta that said, "Which canceled game do you want to come back?" Two days ago, and I put the White Council. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So, just quick rehash uh, for for those who don't know, that was going to be a game EA was doing when they still had the license, and you were basically going to be playing as this you know brand new character you could make, and you were going to be you know being given missions and stuff. Your story was sort of going to be giving through the White Council, you know, Saruman, Galadriel, Gandalf, you know, blah blah blah, and it just sounded so cool. And they would show off concept art here and there, but it, we never saw a single actual thing from it. And, uh, damn, I, w- I would just love something. The thing I love about Witcher is the world feels so expansive that the side quests feel important. And you don't just have side quests. You have, like, monster hunter quests, you know, and then you have other, like, sort of miscellaneous collectibles. You have your main quest. Then you have sort of, like, romances. There's so many layers to, like, I guess what pertains to a side quest. There's so many, like, different um, facets of that. And it made the world feel, like... Like even though I felt like I was progressing, it really felt like like shit was just constantly being added. Even though stuff wasn't being added, it was just there. If that makes sense. So, the idea of going into like a Lord of the Rings game like that, that sort of felt like, like I guess I was so immersed in it. The best way I could put it, and I would love to be so immersed in a Lord of the Rings game that I don't even think about my progression. That I'm just literally living in the world like I felt like I was living in The Witcher, and just taking in, uh, talking with elves and dwarves and hobbits and. Uh, man, I mean, look, it'd be, it'd be cool as hell. What if, what if hypothetically I can go do my own scoring of the Shire? Like how badass would that be? I could do that in Lord of the Rings Conquest, but that just wasn't as mm. fun. 
Brian, what are your I thoughts, got, man? I'm sorry. Got, I'm bad. No, that's fine, man. No, I got three things to say. One, one type of game I would like is just like Witcher 3, but set in Middle Earth. And, you know, have expansive, have it be, obviously it can't be canon because Tolkien didn't write it, but have it set really respectful to the canon where I'm playing as my own character, mm-hmm. exploring through the events. Like, don't have it be like Third Age where I'm literally on the bridge with Gandalf fighting the <laughs> I love but that have game, it like <laughs> Have it like maybe while the quest of the Fellowship is going on, I am a very important character doing something that's instrumental to the war on the side. Oh, that You mean it, the war in the north, Brian? Uh, that's the third thing I'm going to say. I'll get back to that. But, like, have it like, you know, you could have me be on the, the, the Battle of Pelennor Fields and doing real yeah. things. You could have me be at Minas Tirith. Oh, you could dude. have me talk to Denethor. That you sounds amazing, do- the idea to play a more minor role of a character that didn't, like, maybe necessarily do things to the heights yeah. of the Fellowship. Just have, did, me, but- just have me be a helpful yeah. character that, sure. that fits in the lore there. So that's the first thing. And then the second kind of game I would like, this is one that I never see anybody ask for, probably because people think it's a bad idea, but I think it'd be a really good idea. Give me a super high quality AAA retelling of the trilogy. Just have me yeah, play. Dude. Just have literally. All we have it. right now for that is the Lord of the Rings Lego game, which is awesome. Yeah, but that's like yep. the closest we've got to basically. It, really. But just have me play. Like literally, do have a studio like make a game that's the quality of like Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that, or a God of War by Santa Monica, and have it take start at the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring. And and have three make them do three games. The first one's called Fellowship. The second one's called Two Towers. The third one's called Return of the King. And have like maybe the first mission, I am playing as uh, Bilbo, and I've got to do things to prepare for the party or something like that. Oh, that'd and eventually be cool, I man. play as Strider taking out the ring race at Weathertop. Like just give me a AAA experience going because what do we love the most? We love that trilogy. Like just give me a high quality game. We've never had a really high quality game covering those. Yeah, I guess the other ones that we had that were closest ones. were like the EA Two Towers game, yeah. Return of the King, because the two ca- two towers like tried to be like half Fellowship or like the back end of Fellowship with a little with more like Two Towers, but like it just it wasn't yeah. this. It was <clears throat> excuse me, it was so action oriented. Uh, I want the exploration. Yeah. So then then the third thing I was going to say is now Josh and I played through the entirety of Lord of the Rings: War in the North. Um, cooperatively and truth about it in my opinion the game actually isn't that good it's very average very average game but war in the north is probably the closest thing to the type of lord of the rings game that i want we've ever gotten war in the north you play as new characters going through you know events of the of the the movies the, they the take one line movies. from like what was it the books and they just made a whole game based on that like yeah we can't also something like was it and not for the, the war in the north then, yeah, and you, you got know, to meet even... Gandalf and Elrond and Radagast and all this stuff. And, like, <laughs> I, that, like. Brian, wasn't there some me, question when we were, like, we were in Rivendell and you can ask Elrond, you can ask Gandalf about the ring. And he said something, I remember, you just could not stand. Oh, it was yeah. something like, like. It was, ridi- oh, it was like, oh, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, I talked to Elrond and he was like, some people just thought about throwing the ring into the ocean. That's but it. That, and yeah. I thought, that's ridiculous. Tolkien would never say that. Found out it was actually in Tolkien's works that that was a real consideration to chuck it into the ocean. So it's not that silly. But yeah, if you guys ever want to play a good Lord of the Rings game, I don't know if I would necessarily recommend War in the North because it's just very average. I was, but, it, but it's the type of game that I would like to see done better. Man, I, I'm so excited good. for the revamp of Lord of the Rings Online because I played probably a good 100 hours of that, which isn't much for an MMO. But like, damn, dude, that stuff was super immersive and fun. I really felt like I was in that world. Like aesthetically, it's not the same as you know, yeah. or I'm sorry, the films. But like, 
it's still Lord of the Rings. Like yeah. that's the game I would go to when I wanted to be in that world and live <clears throat> and live in it. All right, I'm Josh, just choking on question? my spit in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> Mikey Cosplay. Says, oh shit! Dropping in with that Halo Hormel Chili. What has been the best part for you guys during the pandemic that keeps you motivated? Hmm. I'm guessing I'm going to answer this two ways. I'm going I'm, I'm to answer this with the podcast. I'm going to answer this without the podcast. Uh, without the podcast keeps me motivated is honestly just like feeling productive, just a sense of productivity. Like even if I'm just cleaning my room one day uh, or brushing my teeth, like it's just it makes me feel good. Even if I'm in a whether I'm in a down mood or a happy mood, like that just, uh, you know, it's just a weird thing. You don't know if it's going to end or if this is the new normal. And it's just a, a weird a weird situation, but I think just trying to, to still be productive at the same time uh, is, is, is healthy. Um, as for the podcast, uh, man, uh, I think Brian said this earlier and I, I meant to add on to this, but we just like even outside of Halo, we, there's so much shit to talk about, guys, uh, over the years of our friendship and just in general. I could literally ask a question to Brian right now and it would span into a whole other podcast episode that you guys would have mm-hmm. for free. So we're sorry for not giving that to you, but uh, we want to at least give you this. Uh, but it just goes to show uh, there's we have to, we, we have the the blessed problem of having to refuse ourselves constantly. And it's not because we're doing a retrospective. Uh, it's honestly more to do with uh, there's not enough hours in the day. And also, I work third shift. Brian works first. And, uh, you know, he's married. It was a full-time Josh. Josh and I could no problem. We could put out two, three-hour episodes a day. Yeah, if we were somehow making that much patron money, <laughs> maybe someday. But, uh, yeah, we could do that, no problem. But there is no shortage of things to talk about. And we have so many damn conversations on the phone. Um, and they just, the conversations go so long. There was one we had one day that was literally like three or four hours when he was at work. We just talked at the whole time. And the longest we've ever done is one time we worked, we got off work at the grocery store together. We talked on the phone for six and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. I believe that was that. like, that was almost 10 years ago. But, uh, as for the productivity, just before I switch to Brian, um, when it comes to the podcast stuff, there's just no shortage of it. If anything, we've sort of tried to figure out how to sort of tone that down and, and get better because it can get overwhelming. And I think it did get overwhelming at times. And, and with it, that sort of being our first year, it was very much learning from the get go, um, how to do a podcast, uh, what kind of podcast we wanted to be in, not just in regards to halo, but also just in general, uh, how we wanted to um, carry our episodes and just, you know, sort of do structure and not do structure and everything sort of around that as we kind of grew more and, and got more support and stuff too. So it's, it's been a great learning experience and I feel like we've uh, really hit a good stride and, and I don't know if that's going to show or not yet, but, um, but I, I, internally we've had a really good stride with it and consistency and being on the same page of stuff. It's, it's great. Yeah. I think uh, that's a good time to mention that. Yeah. We've just, we've just, consolidated um, Sacred Icon in the last few months to fit more with what we've learned in the last year. You know, we, we got we got overwhelmed. We overwhelmed ourselves by trying to do everything that every content creator can do, you know, articles and YouTube and just, you know, just cover everything. When we, we really wanted to hone in what uh, we're best at. So those, it's kind of three pillars. It's the, it's the podcast, first and foremost, the Twitter, and the Discord. So that's yeah. pretty much where we're going from here on out. We're and some of that's my fault too. Like to be fair, like Brian, Brian is so good at um, 
being able to make time for this stuff like he's got he's got uh, just as busy of a life but um he is so much more uh better at kind of making making time to do that and sometimes i just haven't been able to and with me working third shift that is so polar opposite to brian's shift and and his life and stuff like that and and that's made things tricky and stuff too so there were times we had to have you know those tough conversations not with one another but in terms of like how do we kind of minimize this to make this easier and sort of, you know, what kind of should stick around what shouldn't. And, but that's part of the fun of it. And we, I mean, shit, I look back on that stuff all the time and I think, man, that's, I still want to do more play casts and all kinds of stuff like that. It was just, it's, yeah. it's a shit ton of fun doing all that stuff. I, I, think, I don't regret uh, it. Yeah. I think, I think what keeps me motivated to do the podcast is that's pretty much Josh and I's friendship now. Yep. Like the podcast is our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't do the podcast, you don't do the friendship, kind of. No, I would say that. But but no, we I talk would say we would the podcast. But like a lot of times, our calls to talk to each other are facilitated by the fact that we're podcasting together. That's true. But then it, it usually, I mean, the good thing is, is it goes into other territory. Like if if Brian and I didn't have the podcast and we were on a phone conversation, it, it we will have thought, We'd hey still man, talk a lot. we should have recorded. But, but the podcast holds us accountable to be friends weekly. Where yeah, well, I'll say this: I see Brian now more than I see most of my friends in person because we're podcasting weekly, which is great. And if anything, it's you know, I'll say uh, just real quick. I don't, I don't mean to steal it from your answer but i think the best thing and, and probably the most productive thing in some ways um it's really helped brian and i become better friends we have learned so much about one another good and bad and how to navigate that in a way that i don't think a lot of friends get to and uh it's it's made it awesome it has made it super super awesome yeah yeah that's actually uh that's something that um you, most friendships don't have the benefit of because if josh and i piss each other off we have to solve it so that we can podcast the next week's episode <laughs> yeah. Whereas most people are like, well, they pissed me off. I'm just not going to talk to them for a while or just yeah. give them some space. But it's like, okay, dude, we got to we gotta rein this in and, and get on each other's good side again because we got yeah, a but, podcast to do. Yeah. Um, and then the thing that keeps me motivated during the pandemic outside of the podcast, coming home to my wife and dog. That's the truth. I like I to go out. I need that cool house music. Yeah, yeah right. Wait, that's Flintstone Kids. Whatever Flintstone happened to kid. predictability. <laughs> um, no, when, I, when, I'm at work, when I'm at work, I'm just so excited to get home throw on some comfy clothes, and hang on the couch with my wife and my dog, whether we're watching stuff, playing video games. That's it. Like, that's all I want to do. It's, it's yeah, kinda, man. There's it's nothing wrong with that. That's fucking awesome. Um, so, other questions? our buddy Forbear, Forbear. Austin, yeah. says, there is obviously Halo fatigue amongst everyone in the community, not just content creators. Views are down on videos for every YouTuber I keep up with, and streams seem to be less engaged. What would you like to see happen in the next month to help rebuild the hype, not just for the community, but for yourselves as well? What will it take to bring you back? Okay. I don't have a clear answer on this, but I will say I get it because I think, I know you, buddy, have even tried to do, I think you I think you said before, like, you had done some Destiny 2 videos, and I think they didn't do as well as the Halo ones or something like that. And, you know, like, I think statistically, like, our oddballs or non-Halo sort of topic stuff doesn't always... It, it actually is quite close in terms of listens, but you can see the difference. You know, we're at, we we're Halo podcast, so we had more we have more Halo, you know, people that want to listen to more Halo stuff. Obviously, so I mean, I don't have a clear answer on that, but I think personally, objectively, it just it does help to just not just talk about that thing, especially when it's not relevant, because then you're forcing it and you're going to get burnout, and then when you see diminishing returns, you're going to get even more frustrated with it. Like it's fun to be, it's fun to do that stuff when it's like riding its high, you know, when it feels real relevant. But it and it, it can 
it can be super fun and energetic when it's not relevant. But then when like things are really down, like statistically and then sort of like energy wise, I feel like that's when it's like you got to just be like, look, this isn't. I need to not force this and just do something else right now. The oddballs uh, are good for our mental health. It's not even because we we like don't want to talk about Halo. Period. It's because it's like, hey, if we're if we're allowed to do uh, ninety minutes talking about Lord of the Rings or yeah, Cyberpunk, it, like, then it refreshes us to do Halo. Yeah, the way I look at it is like this: like if you guys are listening to this, you like us. You're not listening. You're gonna you're not gonna waste your time listening to us because you hate you're us. Patron supporter. Yeah. So you're, you're patron supporters, right? So. You guys are like our friends, and I'm sure you guys have had plenty of times because I've gone through this with podcasts where you're listening to us and you maybe completely disagree or agree, and you want to chime in. And mentally, you're kind of doing that while you're listening to us, right? So, like, we're friends, you know, we're, we're close. We talk to you guys and stuff, and you guys talk to us and all that kind of shit. So, it's one of those things where it's like sometimes, you know, it's like if we're hanging out. Would we really talk about Halo all the time? No, as much as we all love it, and that's kind of what really like binds us, there's going to be other times we want to talk about other stuff, and we like to hope that you guys want to listen to that. And even though maybe, like, you know, whereas this person really likes to talk about Half-Life, and this person likes to talk about, you know, the, the Ghost in the Shell series or something like that, for example, like, not every person is going to, like, relate to that. Like, you know, people relate to just Halo itself, but um, it's just... That's why the oddballs for us are like really good because we can we can just talk about other stuff we're into because we're not just into Halo as much as we love it. And uh, it gives you guys a chance to kind of get to know us more and, and also maybe if you're into that stuff too, kind of have a means to still kind of hang out with us and still get to listen to us talk about that and, and differently, I guess. Does that make sense? I, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It makes I sense. I got two <laughs> things. One, one simple thing is if we could get some actual real substance information on infinite like i mean if, if they put out a new gameplay trailer today you know it's going to reignite the hype so there's something like that that would mm-hmm. re would bring me back to halo hype but i think what i would prefer more this is the thing that won't happen i can tell you what won't happen is i would just prefer like the the dialogue and discourse around the halo community would be different because i think for josh and i it's super exhausting for two reasons one People just want to regurgitate the same negative things over and over again, whether talking about Sprint or talking yeah. about yep. uh, just, I mean, it's just back and forth, you know, 343 sucked when they did this or Bungie was the best. It's the same regurgitated yeah. topics. It yeah. gets so frustrating. And then the second thing that we've talked about a lot more recently is that, and maybe we're silly for thinking this because we're in a Halo community, but like, it seems like absurdly just frustrating how most people on the halo twitter at least they don't want to talk about or acknowledge anything other than halo and it it almost kind of baffles us because we're fans of so many things and we're happy to have built our success on halo but like i mean like josh said like there's no new like real halo information right now like why not just talk about something else you know like for us we have a duty to continue to talk about halo to some extent because of where we started but for just general people who are consuming that just want to talk about Halo every day and they don't want to talk about anything else, it just it kind of it's just odd to Josh and I because Josh and I go through phases where we're like, okay, we'd like to just talk about Middle Earth for the next two months. We'd like to just talk about Star Wars, sure. you know? So that's why I'm just saying. It, it definitely happens. And it's tough because, yeah, like Brian said it best, uh, you know, it, this shit sucks on Twitter sometimes. Like I remember when the, the Battle Royale thing was just being like circle jerked around. And it, Boring. Just, <laughs> yeah. You know, it... it it interests me more than Brian, even though it doesn't interest me too much, but it's just like, it feels worth talking about, but at the same time, 
it doesn't appeal to us personally as much. And, and, you know, when it's, it's like a slow news week and, you know, and nothing's going on and there's plenty of other things we can talk about, but that's actually something we had to kind of figure out for ourselves too. Brian and I went, we got into a, a sort of process of like trying to cover all the different, more relevant halo things that were going on and be very topical. We didn't really purposefully mean to get that way. We just sort of got that way. And I think something him and I realized through some of that is that we just missed like just shooting the shit about Halo because for me, it's it's literally like I could hit record and be like, Brian, uh, give me the top five reasons, you know, you didn't like Halo 3 when it first came out. And Brian can tell me about it. And that's a whole episode, guys. We cannot yep. have that plan and do it. And that's just a blessing of our, our of our friendship is just running, running with it. But um, so I think that's something. Uh, we're doing this awesome retrospective stuff right now, but I think that's something we'll we'll kind of get further down into, unless we get some Halo Infinite news finally. But I don't know. I think just to summarize that answer, it, it, dude, that's that's it's a tough question, and I, I feel you because I know the YouTube stuff is definitely tough. I mean, we tr- we tried the YouTube stuff, and it was uh, diminishing returns. We got we got some good support on that for sure, but it's also one of those things where you always still hope for more. Well, you know? and I think it's fair to say like. Because you, because somebody could listen to this right now and say, "Well, guys, if you want to, if you want to get some big following on YouTube, you have to really work at it." I agree, but here's the here's the problem: the podcast, the Discord, the Twitter, that brings Josh and I joy. We enjoy doing it; it's fun. That wasn't happening with the YouTube, and we're just not willing to spend an how I say that word unabsorbent amount of time, inabsorbent amount of time. On something we're not passionate about. So I think we're really pretty much, other than maybe potentially doing a, a Halo 2 playcast for the patrons, when the day comes, we feel like... because yeah, we did love fun. doing that. We did actually love um, making Other than shit. that, like, we just don't want to, we don't really want to do the YouTube stuff. It's not, we're not trying to live off this, and it's not really that much fun to us, so we're just going to... Yeah, the way we see it is like, you know what, is we kind of, we were doing the podcast, and we kind of started to, to grow out, and we sort of got a ton more support. We were like... Well, let's try to do other stuff too. Let's try to do as much as we can and and juggle and see, you know, what we can catch. And we kind of realized by the end of the year, like, we just really like podcasting together. And we really like, you know, interacting on the Discord uh, with you guys and then doing the Twitter stuff. And that's really our sort of like trifecta sweet spot. Picture it this way. You get 10, 10 quality content from Josh and I only on the podcast as opposed to seven out of 10 everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we can hone in on our, our, our skill. Yeah. Um, this is kind of already partially answered, but Mikey Cosplay also says, if anything could change about the community of Halo this year, what would you like to see? I personally would just love it if, and this could go for like pretty much any fandom, but I, I, don't, I want people to stop chastising people for the things they like. You know, if somebody's there because Halo 5 is the best game they ever played, like that is awesome. Let's encourage it. That's exciting to me. Like there's so much like, oh, that's this Halo is not as good. This one's not the, you're not a real fan of this. Like, man, just like, it's all good. Like, I'm glad they're here. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm ready for. Uh, well, uh, my dude, just don't feel like you always, for, for people out there, I would say with the community, don't feel like you always have to chime in with your hot take opinion. I hate hot takes guys. I don't like them at all. And it just turns me off so much. And I don't like me personally, sometimes when I, on my Twitter, I just choose whatever I'm in the mood for is what I'm going to talk about. And I love Halo. I want to do Halo or I love Star Wars. I want to do Star Wars. But sometimes I'm just maybe something's going on in the Halo community, for example. I don't want to necessarily put my opinion out there. Yeah, I'm a part of of the Halo community. You know, we have this podcast we've been doing for so long. uh, But I just don't feel that need 
you know, and, 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 and people get so worked up and, and, and I think about the damn shader controversy and I'm not saying you're wrong for, or you're right for whatever side of the fence you were on with that. I'm just saying like in the grand scheme of life, there's so much more going on and so much more enjoyable things to talk about yeah. than debate this little thing endlessly just, damn, it's like, come on y'all. Like, let's get past this shit and just talk about why we love this game. Cause like we're talking about shaders and multiplayer. Like, I don't give a fuck what someone's collars looking like while I'm trying to shoot at them. I just, I want to care about if I'm having fun when I'm actually shooting at that person or they're shooting at me in the multiplayer. Like, and yeah, attribute the right amount of time and energy to the right to, to correlate that to what's worth it. Like, yes, is it worth yeah, it yeah, yeah. Time? Definitely. You know, here's a really good example for you guys too. If you've been on our Twitter recently, we had a really big post or like a really a tweet that really blew up. It just said Halo Five Guardians is a good game. Yeah. And this goes into what Josh was talking about. Josh and I, we do not like the story of Halo 5. We think it was pretty poor, but we think it's a good game. We think it has great gameplay, great multiplayer, some really great campaign missions. It's a good game. And the thing is, when I make a post about that, trying to like be positive about Halo 5, and I say Halo 5 Guardians is a good game, I'm saying that because it is. It's a good game. That, that That's all I'm trying to say. But what, yeah. you hap- what happens is you get people coming in there and they go, well, yeah, the multiplayer was good, and then the blah 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 was good, but the the story was was ass. Yeah, we we know that it's been talked about a million times. It doesn't need to be said anymore. So I think with what Josh is saying is like, you don't always need to drop the hot take. Like you completely can have that. That's completely okay. But you know, people are so they're not nuanced at all. Like when Josh, some people call us shills too. It's like when Josh and I say Halo Five is a good game. Think for a moment that that we probably have things we don't like about it. We don't like that story. Well, dude, it's like we talked about. Yeah, I love Star Wars. Most of my friends in my sort of, I guess, inner circle know me as the Star Wars guy. You know, when some new big news comes out, they're gonna tag me in it. They're gonna, you know, everyone sort of has that with some different fandom within their friendship. And if I'm in a group of people, and maybe I only know one or two of them. And there's a conversation being had about Star Wars, and I'm not really sort of carrying it or sort of like at the forefront of that. Uh, do I feel threatened? No. My point is, do I need to really feel like I have to sort of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do I feel like I have to assert myself because I'm part of this, you know, Star Wars fandom or something? No. So with the Halo community, when that shit comes up, like, just like, do we need to always kind of like drop our comment and opinion? Like, if it's not going to yeah. attribute, I mean, like, sometimes we just. We just we get too overzealous in that shit. I think, I really I really do. And I mean I, I mean we, we, we have it on the podcast. Like we covered that episode on Battle Royale, and I look back and I'm like, aside from Creighton being on there, like that part was awesome. I love Creighton, yeah. But just the topic itself, I'm like, we weren't really into. We it. didn't really need to do that, and we didn't really feel that, you know. Yeah. So uh, we got. Uh, I don't know if this person's on our Patreon. If they are, I'm not sure what their name is correlating. But on Discord, they're cheesy a says. <laughs> With this 10-year plan for Infinite, have y'all ever thought about the possible story DLC we could get later on in Infinite's life cycle? And what DLC would you like to see? Either within canon or out of canon, like Yap Yap DLC for Halo Wars 2. I'll make mine quick so you can go, Josh. I don't personally want any kind of DLC that's not canon. That just seems kind of pointless to me. I personally, I just don't really want that. Um, if you've listened to the uh, Haruspis retrospective episode we just recorded, I don't know if that's going to be before or after this or how you listen to it, but he did mention on there, that uh, Alex did, that he would like to see a future DLC kind of wrap the didact back into the story. I think that uh, would be a good idea. I think what they're going to do with Infinite is they're going to tell a very good baseline story with Infinite when it comes out, and I think that 10-year plan allows them to introduce a lot of new 
like st- added on stories that can facilitate sure. different sure. fans. You know, if they do a didact one, you don't really like the didact. You know, that's that's only one part of it, and you can get something later. Um, I would like to see the flood again, but it's hard to know if the flood would come back in an add-on. That seems like too big of a thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I uh, I'm more concerned with them telling a great story with the base sure. right off the bat. Oh, definitely. But um, I think I'd like to see side characters explored more. I, I think I, w- I would actually be fine with Chief only really being in the main base story. Um, I'd like to see Jerome in a story from Halo Wars. I'd like to see Locke or some other characters get their own stories. What about you, Josh? Yeah. Uh, what, I, what I think we may get is what I actually want. And, you know, that moment where you guys, like, in the trailer and you saw all the sort of, like, MIA stuff, you know? I feel like that's just the sort of, like... Pandora's box of stories with DLC that you can tell and I mean like let's say do do I really I know I sound biased on this guys but just follow me I know like let's say Spartan Palmer's alive it's discovered in the story she's alive but she's not actually having any real part to play in infinite uh, infinite's core story you could always have DLC that tells you know where she's at what happened to her how she gets back on her feet and maybe gets back to you know earth or something like and you can do that if you want to with lasky or all these other minor characters so i think that's just kind of a nice pandora's box way of telling all these side stories and but hey uh, i'd also love to see blue team i don't you know uh, oh yeah i can't wait. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like halo infinite is definitely more self sort of self-contained in terms of like just focusing more on like chief uh oscar meyer you know cortana and the uh, banished and all this shit and maybe a little bit more we don't expect but like in terms of characters like maybe be more condensed down than what we've come accustomed to and with four and five and then use dlc to start to really kind of return us to those so as to and i think in some ways it would help people who maybe just want the the self-contained story to sort of like have that experience but then say okay if you if you're coming into halo for the first time and you like that well hey we got more for you here's dlc and then for the lore fans now you get to see what these other characters were up to so it doesn't feel like they're getting uh you know snubbed or anything like that yeah Totally agree. Um, this one's really for you, Josh. For the multiplayer specialist, Josh, from what we've seen of Infinite so far, it looks like no thruster, hover, or Spartan charge. Do you think this will hamper Halo's advancement movement and overall competitiveness, or is sprint, slide, and clamber enough to keep the skill cap high? I love you for that, Jordan. <laughs> Dude, uh, thank you. Uh I can't wait to talk about multiplayer again. I was telling Brian I, I, I love multiplayer so much, and we don't talk about it as much on the show. But to be fair, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of limited in, in, in what you can do with that in some ways sometimes. But um, uh, I don't I don't know, man. I'm kind of like split down the middle with it because I'm really open to them doing whatever they want to do with it. But at the same time, it's like that felt so progressive uh, in terms of it just Halo's like movement and player agency and. Uh, I don't, I don't want to revert, but at the same time, then I see, I, I think of like infinite's gameplay and then the shield wall and just like how you can like throw objects, uh, objects now and stuff. And like, I'm excited to kind of see, like, it feels, it feels like they're almost like they're reverting back to Halo three a bit, but then like still trying to like be progressive within that. You know what I mean? It's almost like, it's, uh, it's almost like they're trying to pretend the multiplayer that came after 3 never existed, but then say, okay, if this, let's say if we're making a Halo 4, if Infinite was like Halo 4 as we know it now, um, 
how can we make that multiplayer kind of build off what Halo 3 did? And maybe I'm wrong with that, but um, but I don't think that's a bad thing. As long as they're kind of like not completely reverting back to basics, which it doesn't seem like they're going to be. I think if I'm being objective, Josh, I think that uh, Halo 5 was a great step in the right direction for competitive play. But I think if we're to criticize anything about it, it's that it, it kind of cut a little bit of that room for just fun. It's, it's a little no, too that's sweaty. True. That's definitely true. And it did, so it it seems did like not help when that. Big Team Battle was not there. Like, look, yeah. it's fine that they added it. It's not something to hold them over, uh, to rake them over the coals with. But, like, I think it just kind of left a sour taste in people's mouths because, like, it is super competitive in 5. And it's not it, it, it's not as casual friendly as uh, most of the other ones are. So when you didn't have something like Big Team Battle, which is not really competitive, that's just more, hey, go in here and jump around with 15 other people and let's just shoot and blow stuff up together. Uh, you kind of you feel like you're for you're shoving down the competitiveness down people's throats. But uh, you know what, man? Yeah, like I said, I'm open to anything. Um, I think it'll still be, it'll still find its competitive nature. I think of things like that shield wall and what that could mean in terms of things like capture the flag, objective-based gameplay. Um, I think of things like throwing objects um, and just also like the clamber, or I'm, I'm sorry, not the clamber. The um, oh my god, what is it called? The thruster. The yeah, what's that? Or uh, the thruster, thruster, or the hover no, thing not in the, the thruster. Air? Oh my god, I cannot think of it. The damn um, <laughs> grappling hook. hook. The grappling. Oh, hook. grappling hook. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just what that can mean too, in terms of uh, maneuverability, accessibility to to parts of the map. Because um, clamber looks like it's still a thing, but I mean like. I just, I, I mean, imagine someone being at a point and capture the flag there at a position that's just above you, but you can't reach it no matter what by any normal accessible Halo means, but then you got that grappling hook and you get up there. And I just, I think of all the opportunities that some of these new things present and how that's going to intermingle and complement one another. That makes me pretty damned excited. And, you know, it's like I said before, like, I mean... Look, I can always go back and play Halo 5. Even though the player base won't be as high, you'll still have those hardcore people, as with any yeah. game, that kind of stick with that. So, yeah. Two more questions, Josh. Appreciate that so much, though, man. I love getting to talk multiplayer. He is a multiplayer specialist. I, I, I wish we, I kind of wish we did talk about multiplayer more because we don't. We will. It's not. It's not like it's not either of our fault. It's not intentional, but then it kind of, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, two more questions, Josh. Mikey Cosplay says, Would you guys rather see Chief's story end like a last stand fight and go out like a warrior? Or walk off into the sunset and become a negotiator or something to that effect within the UNSC and the torch passes to someone new like Thorn? Oh, man. Okay, guys, I want complete fanfic. My, mine's going to sound like fanfic, but I want Chief to find love and I want him to have his sort of happy ending. That's all I want. Like, this guy has done, He's look, he's fought in war for so long. And that's all he's known. And he has this, even if it's not romantical, but he has sort of at the end of Halo 4, this sort of like, these sort of moments with Cortana where he just feels more than what he's been made to feel his entire life as a super soldier. And I just want to see Chief be able to just like, like you can tell more stories, you can pass the torch, but I just want Chief to get a happy ending. Like, I mean... Yeah, I feel like they'll probably like kill him off or have something like that, uh, or maybe have him like retire or something by himself, like uh, Marcus and Gears or something for a while after Anya died. But like, I just I'd like to see him fall in love, man. I'd like to see him get a happy end. Yeah, I think it would be more interesting if he didn't die, because we see that with it. because the thing is the reason people the reason they kill off characters is because if you don't kill it off the character off, and there's always the the you're always tempted to continue the story in some way. Yeah. 
But then again, sometimes you kill them off and they're, people are tempted and they bring them back to life somehow. But I think it would be kind of cool if it could be done tastefully. I'm not going to pretend I know how to do that. But if you could have Chief like take off the armor, having discovered his humanity and as a and, and kind of retire to a peaceful life with some kind of love that doesn't, you know, just saying that seems kind of corny. Yeah, it was done I'm right. I realize it sounds fan fictiony. It does. Yeah. You know, if he could, if he could have a way to, you know, because he never. The thing is, like on one hand, it's cool for him to go out as a badass and die. But like he was robbed of his life, he was robbed of his childhood. Like give him, get, let him have a moment yeah. to live his life. Hey, you think about how like yeah. sort of um, uh, underdeveloped a lot of his uh, emotions probably are. Having just you were a kid and you had all this stuff up to that point, and then suddenly it's like war, 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 and you don't have time to process any other stuff. And how that takes its toll on you, just in general. Um, I just, I mean, it'd be cool to see him be able to go live a life and just, you know, just sort of in its ending, just sort of imply that like this guy got to go like sort of like exhale after kind of inhaling through this, his whole life. So last question, Josh, before I have a question. Sure. Uh, I got one. What is your favorite covenant species and why? Uh, favorite Josh covenant likes. species. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Chewy there. We can leave this in because this is the patron bonus stuff. Yeah. You can hear him It'd be nice bark. if you didn't go for like 10 minutes straight, but let's yeah, see. Yeah, but it'll probably happen. Um, what's my favorite covenant species and why? Uh, what's the what's the hunters? What are they called? Uh, Lego, 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 Legos. I'm gonna call them the Lego guys. Species? Uh, yeah, they're my favorite. I just think they're so much fun to fight. And plus, as I kind of learn more about them, like when you see them in Nightfall, I was like, whoa, it just looks so cool. I just. Plus, when you have them in Halo, at the end of Halo 2, and they're your buddy for a bit, oh, damn, was that satisfying to have. They're 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 intimidating and fun to fight, uh, even though they're easy to fight, too. But uh, the first time Mine's I found boring. them, they're intimidating. Mine's but elites. Um, yours, yours elites? What is elite? I think elites are, like, just the aliens from Alien, but done even better. I just love them. Yeah. No, that's I definitely they fair. Look so cool. That's a good they're question. Just, they're holy warriors that are... Yeah. Badass aliens. So. No, I can see that. Uh, I could definitely okay, see guys. That. Well, that's it for the questions we got. He's just gonna keep barking. What's that? Chewie's just gonna keep barking. If I if I kept talking, could you go shut him up, or is it not that easy? <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to do it. If I have to do it so wholesomely, but no, okay. no, no, no. Uh, uh, did yeah, you have a Josh, question for me though? Uh, so Josh, I was gonna say, think of one story you can think of that's interesting from our friendship. I can't think of any that good, but I got. I'll just pull this one out because it's all I can think of. So Josh and I used to work at a grocery store. And we used to, or one of the ladies that worked there who did the, like, uh, she was, like, clean the bathrooms, clean the floors. Her name, well, I'm not going to say her. Well, I can say her name. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to say anything bad. Her name was Annie. And uh, she was cleaning the bathrooms. And I just remember, I thought this was hilarious. Maybe it's because I'm immature as heck. But, like, she was she would always get pissed every night because she'd go to clean the men's bathroom. <laughs> and the men's bathroom was always disgusting. <laughs> so, so one night... She comes back out of the, she walks in the men's restroom and in like half a second is back out of it. And she's like, Wah! she like screams in anger <laughs> and we're like, what the heck? And she comes over and she's like, I'm not cleaning that up. Someone shit on the floor. I am not cleaning that up. <laughs> and you go in there and somebody literally lowered their cheeks to the toilet. And before it hits the seat, <laughs> they just swing their cheeks over to the left and poop next to the toilet. <laughs> so it's just a pile of shit. On the floor that Annie's supposed to clean up, and she is so angry. <laughs> I laughed hysterically, and I couldn't do it to her face because she was mad. She was so mad. Yeah, she was so mad. I don't know. That's oh man, I miss I miss us working together. It was I had a lot of fun memories from that. Um, I don't. I, the one I have off the top of my head is uh, it's 
uh, one particular night, I, Brian and I were having trouble hanging out. It's one of the last hangouts we got to have before we moved. And we planned for this one Saturday night. I requested the time off because I usually work Saturdays. We're hanging out. We get into this mood to watch the Blade Runner movies. Uh, Brian's, uh, his brother and, uh, his fiance at the time, now wife, um, came over and so we all were watching like Blade Runner one and we're getting ready to watch Blade Runner two and Brian is literally sitting right next to me and messages me. I get a message from him on my phone that says butthole hijinks millennia (laughs) 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 and I look up at Brian like in the most serious, like, huh? kind of face and brian immediately just starts laughing and then i started laughing immediately and i'm telling you that is the hard, is one of those random moments you have that doesn't sound as funny but it is it, that is the hardest brian and i have ever laughed together in the entire time of our friendship and creighton came out i remember he was using the restroom and he's like what is so funny and then i was like he sent me this and creighton starts laughing after he bottled I do. Sometimes I just try to make up stupid words to make people laugh, just to be an idiot. And my brother will laugh, and he'll be like, "You're an idiot, Brian." I'll be like, "Yeah, no." Butthole hijinks, millennia. That was such a good night. We watched two Blade Runner movies. That's kind of where you cemented yourself as a fan of the Blade Runner, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. We watched both those movies, and I loved them wholeheartedly. Uh, And I think uh, we got Taco Bell or something like that, and you you sent me Butthole hijinks, millennia. So. Yeah, we have uh, we have a lot better stories out there too that we just we can't remember. Oh, we got we so to, many in it. But hey, we used to work. that's the benefit of being a Patreon member, guys. Yeah. Is you you get to hear these stories kind of as they progress. We want to try yeah, to guys, do these more often. We're not sure how uh, how. Uh, let us know if you like them. But, uh, yeah, definitely let and us if know if you like them. And if you know this gets us more patrons, uh, then yeah, we would keep doing this. Yeah, and hey, for what it's worth, guys, we we originally planned to do this as a quick twenty minute thing, but you guys yep. had some great <laughs> questions that just came in straight fire uh, as we were recording this, so we just went with it, and now we're at about an hour. So hey, if you want to hear us talk more, maybe we'll we'll probably aim for twenty minutes, but who knows? Maybe it'll go. Yeah, you know what? Time. Two things, guys. We don't mind talking about Halo, but if you guys want to give us some questions that are not about Halo that really get us going on tangents that maybe give you longer patron episodes, that's a good yeah. Show. If you want to basically manipulate manipulate us so as to get more content feel free to do that yeah but yeah guys we're just kind of we just tried this out so this is going to go up in the patron only patrons get it a buck for a whole you know a buck a month is this you can get in for and this Boom. Is a whole freaking extra hour yeah guys um i don't know josh what should we call this for the for the patron what about like um yes after, icon after dog i was gonna say after hours after hours or my uh, voice on like yeah, yeah. You think that sounds good after Hey there, you've been listening to the cool cats at Sacred Icon. After hours. No, you, you need some like feminine voice. After hours. I don't know why she sounds like she's from Louisiana. Man, I got to tell you, I was at work. Remember, I was trying to tell Xavier, I was trying to impersonate that damn priest in Skyrim in Whiterun. When he's like got his hands up like this, mm-hmm. just spread out, and he's repeating uh, some, I don't know, some message of Talos. And I tried to do it at work. And it came out like this Louisiana KFC salesman guy. And I was like, heat my wallet! Louisiana fast! Yeah, I'm so bad. I can't, I can't, all I can picture is uh, from Fable where he's like, think Avo, you're here! <laughs> What's that? Or freaking Alfred from the Hobbit series, any old bit of gold. <laughs> I love uh, you do that, uh, but all right, guys. See, there's no intro music. There's no outro music. This is just me and Josh shooting the shit afterwards. So uh, you've heard your first patron after hours episode. Uh, let us know what you think, guys. We will see you guys on the next patron episode, hopefully, if we do this again. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. So peace, guys. Thanks. Peace. See you.